San Angelo Time is made possible from listeners like you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you. It is Sunday, March 6th. Yay, we're in March. Yeah, and we're back doing uh, the podcast on a Sunday. How about that? Yeah, so we uh, really needed to get back. All those people were... Like people in South Africa were getting all starting. They were starting looking for other podcasts, man. <laughs> they were telling us they might unsubscribe. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are back, and we're uh, like I said into the month of March, and uh, we are going to start by uh, welcoming our special guest. How about the news? Oh, well, can I welcome our special guest first? I suppose. Live from Cheyenne, Wyoming, it's Brandon Beck. Brandon, how you doing? Well, I was going to say I was feeling pretty special, but at the moment, I'm not feeling so much, so. You're not feeling special? Not after that warm welcome from Mom. (laughs) Give give some hand clapping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody. It's it's a producer, Bob's McPops. Feel feel a little bit better there? Bob's McPops. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. How are you guys? Uh, let's, I, I guess uh, I guess we'll uh, figure out how you're doing right into the news. Yeah, we're going to go right into the news here. It's time for... I don't know if you can hear the music. But uh, here we go into the news, and I guess we'll start off with uh, you now. Brandon, uh, you were on... We did a podcast, and gosh, it must have been about a month ago, it seems right. like. Right, right. And we put it, finally put it up last week, I think. Well, we were busy. Yeah, we were super busy. But uh, we put it up and um, talked about um, all of your uh, your health issues and everything that you've been going on, being diagnosed with a type 1 diabetes. You want to give uh, the listeners, the podcast listeners, an update on how things are going? With a brief synopsis of previous, if they haven't yeah. listened. Yeah, so give us a little, little background and then uh, what's been going on with you. A little too long, didn't read. Um, the background is apparently I've had type 1 diabetes for a couple of months, but I was unaware because I am a young man, pretty physically fit, pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. And so slowly my body started eating itself because it was unable to produce insulin. So it was eating my fat as opposed to sugar. And I got very, very sick um, on my home from leave. I had lost so much weight i weighed about 111 pounds and i didn't think that could be right so we get tested i uh, come out with an a1c level of 14 um but my doctor thought it was type 2 diabetes so i got prescribed metformin Uh, metformin wasn't working and at the end of the three days uh i had lost all of my body fat there was not any body fat on my body at all um i was going through a very very severe um I, i don't know what you would call it uh medical whatever of ketoacidosis emergency. diabetic ketoacidosis medical emergency yeah definitely an emergency it was a medical emergency yep yeah. sorry i can't think <laughs> but uh yeah so i almost died or at least went into a coma and then almost died and then um got out of it um i felt amazing for the first time ever i right, had but... energy after the hospital yeah. i weighed 107 pounds about two two and a half weeks later i put on about 20 pounds, and I'm about riding about 130 now, so I'm doing good. That's awesome. I'm taking my insulin. That's awesome. Doing good. So, yeah, that's the that's a rough recap. And you're also uh, uh, dealing with some of your stuff at work and everything as far as, uh, you know, what's going on with that, right? 
I'm sure some of the listeners will know, but many people will not know that I'm in the military. Yep. I'm currently working in the United States Air Force. I uh, am working security forces. I'm over at uh, Effie Warren working security for nuclear weapons. And being in the military, um, getting diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, uh, type 1 diabetes is insulin dependent. So the military doesn't like that so much. But it's a it's a different service, different day. So there, it's I'm in a little bit of a gray area right now. So I'm not exactly sure what my future looks like. Right. There's a very high possibility that I'm going to um, get medically discharged. But there could be a chance where I can continue to work in the same career field or get um, cross-chained into a different career field. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a... I'm a little bit of a standstill right now. Right now at work, I um, am currently um, unarmable. We call it DNA for do not arm. Uh But um, I can't arm at the moment just so I can get used to a schedule for taking my insulin and my food at a specific time. Now, uh, can I ask a question? um, Sorry? Can I ask a question? Yep. So um, is there a possibility, Brandon, that you will eventually get fitted for like a – an insulin pump and one of those uh, monitors that go on your arms, so you don't have to do all the the finger pricking and the and the injections with the with the syringe on a regular basis. For sure. So, from what I understand, the insulin pump and the uh, constant monitoring device, uh, I uh, I do get those covered by Tricare. And thank goodness I was in the military when I got diagnosed with type one diabetes because I don't know how I'd be able to avoid this without it. Right. But. Um, from what I understand, the doctor explained to me that I have to have been diagnosed with diabetes for three, four months okay. before uh, Tricare will cover it. Okay. Well, there you go. So, so you just got this a little bit of waiting game and everything, and then that'll yeah, sure. that'll make it a lot easier, I would think, for you on a daily basis because then you won't have to like constantly do the little, you know, the little glucose test on your fingers and all mm-hmm. the shots and everything. It'll be kind of be done, you know, automatically for you. It, I'm very excited about that. Um, it, it's not the the meal times, the consistent meal times, and the consistent uh, medicine taking is definitely um, it's brought a lot more into my day. I mean, like I don't know, I wasn't necessarily the healthiest person. I would pretty much just wait until late evening before I just ate a a big meal and then like snacks and maybe not the but best now meal in the world like so. a pizza delivery yeah. three pizza times delivery a week or, or going to culver's and yeah. you know or something it, it's else. been like that oh yeah for sure Wendy's. i mean i've been and um i mean like honestly for better or for worse i have a much healthier diet now and i'm um eating a fuller meal i'm working out a lot more um uh but the uh insulin and the uh, medicine, it's like I'll prepare all of this food, which already takes some time because I'm cooking a lot more myself now. Good. And I'll have it sitting out for maybe, I don't know, I'll have it all prepared. I'll be sitting on my uh, on my desk, and then I'm sitting there um, fiddling with my glucometer, getting my uh, uh, my medicine, my insulin, and like doing all that. And so by the time I'm done and put everything away and everything else in the fridge, it's... My food's cold, and I'm I'm excited. I won't have to do any of that anymore when I do get the insulin pump. 
Well, that's good. That's that's something to look forward to, and, and it'll make life a little bit easier for you. You know, you'll still have to do the sure. the cooking and the, uh, the the healthier eating, which, like you say, I'm it, fine with that. Yeah, well, and I think that you said for better or for worse, but obviously that's for better. That's you know, you're a young man and everything, and you know, if you start you know eating healthy now, you're gonna be it's gonna benefit you down the road much better. You know? Oh, for sure. I'll right. have a much healthier, uh, longer healthier life well i i meant uh i i don't know why i assumed but i meant uh for better or for worse getting diabetes oh yeah i get that. Uh, there, there's a silver lining i'm doing much better in a healthy i, I i'm having a much healthier lifestyle but again it, it took literally diabetes to push me in that direction but you feel better i feel much better there's a lot of challenges, so many challenges with diabetes that I wasn't expecting, and um, I'm doing a lot better physically. And uh, but like uh, this weird gray area of work, I'm kind of uh, I'm working and training at the moment, so I'm doing whatever they need me to do to help. I don't know, train up the 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 cops, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a eight to four, and I'm I can plan my meals and we'll, we'll see what happens maybe i get out of the military maybe i don't i, I kind of wish i knew more of what was happening well i understand that so stressful. i understand that and i was going to ask you about you've been kind of not only on a physical roller coaster but an emotional roller coaster as well since this all kind of happened i know that you were uh when you first found out that you were diabetic um even when you were di- initially diagnosed with diabetes type 2 um that you were you were you were quite distraught about it and everything, but you were more distraught about like all the foods that you couldn't eat and everything. You were so oh I'm you know you were, right. you were, it was and and, and I'm I'm not saying it was wrong, but you were very woe is me. And I think this feels to me like you've you've kind of gotten past that, and now you're kind of you know which which again I think anybody would go through that when they are first diagnosed. But I mean you're now sure. much more positive and upbeat about it. I I generally have a pretty positive attitude about this diabetes, this diagnosis, um, I generally think, well, you know, I'm doing much better physically. I mean, I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking. Uh, most of my addictions I'm managing, uh, really, really well. And so I'm doing much better, like physically, emotionally, mentally. Uh, the diagnosis of type two diabetes, I had absolutely no idea what diabetes even was. And I remember being incredibly emotional at Myers because I was walking around. I didn't know anything about, I thought I wasn't allowed to have sugar. I didn't know anything about carbs. So I, I would see if like something had four carbs and I'd be like, well, I can't have it because it has carbs in it. But that, I was so sick when I was diagnosed with diabetes by that point. Um, I was going through an extreme, uh, what is it, hyperglycemia. Right. So a lot of the woe is me, a lot of the anger, a lot of the irritableness was literally just because I was, I was, I was dying. I was, I was, I was, uh, too sick. Yeah. I wasn't saying so there's anything, that, I wasn't saying there's anything wrong with it. I was just saying that that's, oh, that's no. kind of, that's kind of like where you were, you know, uh, you know, a couple months ago and now you've kind of, For sure. you, you, you've, you know, you've now have a much brighter outlook on it and everything. You're much more positive. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're actually managing your diabetes and you're taking care of it and you're doing the things that you have to do. A lot of people don't do that. I worked with a guy for, for years who was diabetic right. and didn't take care of himself at all. And now he's dead. Yeah. But that he didn't right. die because of the diabetes, oh, he, but it didn't help. He, he really ran his health down and, um, 
uh, he got his legs cut off. Right. But I'm just saying he right. he was somebody who maybe, you know, could have lived a longer life if he had, you know, done the things that he, he was supposed to do. He had plenty of medical care mm-hmm. and he went to all his appointments. Um, he, he got, just didn't follow the instructions. He never. Right. He never um, ate right. Right. So but I mean, I'm going to say you're doing the right things and you're you're you're. Um, and, and again, it might be frustrating. It might be difficult, and it's a little bit more work for you. But I mean, you're you're still doing it, and you se- seem like you know you're uh, you're pretty positive about it. So, and I think that yeah. the the uh-huh. actual better diet that you're eating and getting enough sleep, I mean, that's bound to make you more positive anyway. Sure. Even if you sure. didn't have diabetes. Right. Well. Yeah. Um. I have been doing a lot better. It. Um. I think for me personally, I wanted to live a healthier lifestyle before I was diagnosed with diabetes. And so like the diabetes uh, kind of was like a push to like actually start down the track. And I think it was easier for me to get back into a healthier lifestyle. I don't know if I would be doing the same thing if I was, you know, in my late teens, early 20s, you know. Right. Oh, what? Just a super quick. Um, don't forget that now that you have diabetes, you're gonna need to get your eyes checked once a year. Yeah. So there's a there's a uh, copious amount of health issues that I could possibly have in the future. Apparently, everything like if you're diabetic, you can you can just pretty much assume that there's a whole lot of healthcare issues in the future ahead of you. My eyes. Uh, my skin, um, any if for whatever reason uh, my hands or feet or skin gets a uh, hurt, it'll take a lot longer for it to heal. Um, any you of know, your uh, tinier I, blood vessels because my, sugar. My arms, my feet. Yeah. I have to take care of my health here. Well, yeah. Yeah, because sugar can mess up all those little tiny vessels. But um, but yeah, if you just keep uh going to your appointments and doing what you're doing, you should be fine. I, uh, yeah, my, um, I, uh, am learning a lot about diabetes. I'm learning a lot about the, be- I'm learning a lot about the body. Um, I'm very surprised at how insanely quickly my blood sugar can fluctuate. And I know a big part of that is because of the insulin, but like, it, it's insane how I'll go to sleep with like a, 120 blood sugar and then i'll wake up and it'll be near 400 which i mean it hasn't happened in a long time i've been my insulin is finally mellowing out my blood sugar has been relative actually pretty pretty darn good lately good but like it's just i still see the blood sugar it's just like they used to just go wild and it was just amazing to me it was like even even with my positive attitude towards the diagnosis like they're still like moments where i'm still like wow i really have to deal with this my whole life like i don't know it's i'll stay positive for the majority but there are still moments where it's like still really overwhelming especially dealing with the career field and all that well i i think that the i think everything worked out you know i mean if you had not come home for uh leave i don't know if we would have caught this you know right you might have been out in the field or something and had you know, if I was out. out in the field and something had happened, then I would be in good hands. Like something would have happened because there would be people there. Sure, maybe no one would know what was going on. But if I was at home and I wasn't doing anything, 
I wouldn't go to the hospital. I didn't even really think I was sick. I was too sick to know I was sick. Right. Yeah. So And so like I never would have gone to the hospital. But it all worked out and um I'm glad it did worked out Got the lucky. way it did. Yeah. For sure. I, no, for sure, absolutely. Well, um so not only did everything you know work out in a very positive way for you, including the fact that you have insurance so when you were in the hospital, you know, like you're not going to be responsible for the entire bill. But anyway, no. The um it also going to the hospital kind of helped you in a interesting way. Yes. So <laughs> um I, I uh to keep it short, very brief, I've been incredibly overwhelmed at the thought of my future since I graduated high school. Um, I thought school was going to last forever, which of course it didn't. And by the time I was about to graduate, I had no plan and I didn't know anything. And there was like this genuine fear of my future. I, I knew I needed to provide for myself. I knew I needed to provide for a family one day. And I didn't want to be the guy living in his mom's basement, but I had no, uh, I, I had, I didn't have any self-confidence. I didn't have any, anything I wanted to go into. I didn't think I was capable of doing anything. And so I kind of for for years like i uh i was incredibly stressed out about what i could do to pursue a an adult life right i guess and also for those even years, in the military you huh? you always kept a job oh i was always working especially at the end when i was working two full-time jobs like i knew something i had to give i was work i was i was waking up at like zero five, and I was uh, going to bed at like eleven or twelve. About tw- uh, I think it was about twelve o'clock, and um, like I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I I joined the service, and initially it took a long time, but the service gave me everything I needed. It gave me a, a lot of self uh, confidence. It uh, pushed me so far outside of my comfort zone. I can finally do things uh, on my own that I normally wouldn't have been able to do. Um, the, the, the military has given me a lot, a lot of tools, but even still, I would still think about the career field I was in and I still didn't relate to it. And like, I could reenlist and I was like, if I reenlisted, I could do a whole 20 years of this, but it's not something that I related to at all. I didn't feel attached to it or it was like also really stressful thinking about spending an, another, what, 15 years in a career field of which I, I I was just really stressed out about it, and I could have gotten out at the end of my enlistment, but even then, I if I got out, I had no plan. I didn't know anything, and so I was kind of at this weird standstill, and I didn't like thinking about my future just because I was really stressed out about it. But then I went to the hospital, and um, I got such great health care from these nurses and these phlebotomists, and you know I I saw a couple doctors. I I, I was so sick. I didn't really. There was a lot of people. But I got taken care of so well by the the uh, healthcare staff, and I started thinking to myself, I was like, it, 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 "Is this something that I could pursue?" I was thinking about mom and grandma, and even um, uh, Natalie's sister. I was thinking about how they all became nurses, and I was like, "Is this something I could actually see myself doing?" And the longer I thought about it, the more inspired I became, and the more I was like, "Actually, I feel like this would be a really good fit." Well, we we think that um, you're a very kind person, mm-hmm. and we think that 
you know, nursing or some other healthcare field where you can lay hands on someone and, and help them, you know, would be good for you. And you're very compassionate. So I think that it's, it's a it's a career field that I think suits you. I think I think so, too. It, uh, the, for the very first time, I know I keep saying this, but it's like like genuinely like a huge, huge, huge weight off my shoulders. For the first time ever, I can look into the future and not be terrified of it. I can see myself achieving a very fruitful career in nursing and actually settling down and enjoying my job. I can see myself doing a good job at it, and I can see myself actually working hard and being disciplined enough to to make these goals happen. Yeah. And because of that, I know I'm on the right track. Because I can look mm-hmm. into the future and see it. I I know this is maybe you know I you know some say uh, there's a God's plan and you know I'm an agnostic person but if there is a God I would I do think this is His plan. Whether it be now or later, if the military so, keeps you, for sure that's the thing. So I could stay in the service and get cross trained, and I would do very well. And I could get out and then pursue nursing, and I could also do well. Whatever happens right now, I'm pretty optimistic. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the only thing I don't want to do is I don't want to continue down the career field I'm in um, now just because it, <laughs> it's... It's not it, conducive it was, with your insulin. <laughs> it's uh, It was pretty rough, especially when I first started. But... um. I'm not going to get into that. Maybe later, but uh, I, you know, getting cross trained, working some um, admin job, or getting out and pursuing nursing. I'm um, tomorrow morning. I'm going to be going down to the education center and actually setting up and asking a bunch of questions. And um, I'm uh, Tuesday. I'm going to be taking a, a class to actually enroll into some actual college classes to get the ball rolling. Cool. So, because the med board, if I do get medically discharged. Six to a year, six months to a year. And so, like, I don't want to just be sitting here with my thumb on my ass, you know. No, it's smart. Yeah. Plus, we don't, so, we don't, I don't know. We don't know what your future is going to be. So, but you can nope. take these classes online, right? Yep. That's the plan. I'm going to be taking some online classes. And because then, at the moment, um, this job in, intri- oh, sorry. No, I was just saying because if you take classes online, you can also work. Or, you know, it just depends on which way the military decides to go. For sure. It's it's looking very likely that I'm going to get medically discharged. That, but, but it's also kind of looking that there might be a chance where I get to stay in. Either way, it'll be easy if I get out. It'll be easy if I... It, it, there's pros and cons to each. And for the longest time, I was dead set. I wanted to get out. I was so stressed out working, uh, just like a little, like managing my diabetes out in the field, managing my diabetes with the new job that I had was just a nightmare. I mean, like I was constantly switching my uh, sleep schedule between nights and days, and I had no idea what to do about insulin. Should I keep continuing the meal times in a day, or should I just um, go a whole shift without eating, or being in a Humvee or in a soft truck out in the colds at two in the morning, trying to fucking stab my goddamn torso with the, the, the fucking freezing cold insulin, you know, it, it was just, 
I, w- I was really stressed out, and I was, like, dead set on getting out. But, like, you know, man, I once I actually started talking about my concerns with diabetes, like, my leadership has been nothing but supportive. Good. And honestly, I'm so thankful for the amazing leadership that there are in the 890. Um, so, you know, at, at this point in time, uh, I'm, I'm nothing but grateful. And there's so much insane luck that got me here. I'm doing so well. And a lot of that had to do with uh, going home. A lot of that had to do with mom. A lot of that had to do with me going to the... But, like, if I never got diabetes, I never would have gotten the uh, the uh, the light bulb moment of, oh, wait, I know what I want to do with my life. Sure. Anyway, that's enough about me. How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, we got nothing. Uh, honestly, we, nah, we both have had weeks this last week of just working and not really any uh, exciting news to talk about. Working can be good. Yeah, I think well, I think uh, a strong, hardworking uh, person is all you really need. If you if you you could uh, spin that into some news. Yeah, I mean y'all. I mean when you're working, you're still living your life. So like yeah, for sure. stuff had to have happened at work. Mm, Nothing really to talk about. Not really. <laughs> we went to a we went to a hockey game on Friday. Your mom actually went with me. Yeah, oh, that's he, right. He sent me a text in the morning, and he was like. Hey, do you want to go to a hockey game? And I was like, "Huh." He's asking me to go to a hockey game. Miss no sports. But um I thought about it and I thought it would be kind of fun to get out and Yeah. So we went and then um we went to there was yeah. a Laker game and um they weren't the refs weren't calling a lot of penalties and your mom said, Wow, do they need glasses? <laughs> so, so she was like actually paying attention and she's actually noticing these things. And then the Lakers ended up losing. So I asked your mom as we were walking out to the car, I said, Well, you want to go get a drink before we go home? And so yeah, so we went down to the Wicked Sister. So we're listening to the post game on the radio. You know, they're kind of wrapping up the game and everything. And then as we pull up in front of the Wicked Sister, they're interviewing a the coach, the Laker coach, you know, post game, wow. you know, his yeah. thoughts and everything. And your mom says, wait, I want to hear what he has to say. Like, wow. That's like, yeah, she likes, has no, you know, inkling of enjoying sports, but she yeah. was actually interested in what coach Witten had to say about the loss. The Lakers <laughs> suffered that night. Well, the, How bad was the loss? They lost five to one. So, but the game, oh, shit. well, the, the last, the, they didn't even score until the last few minutes of the game. Yeah. And then, well, uh, I mean, I feel win. like at that point it's kind of a, yeah, they did win last night and now they're actually uh, playing. They just started playing right now. They're, it's a, they're in the playoffs. So it's not the best of three. Oh. So, so I was very curious well, to see what the silver Fox, which is what I call him. A lot of the ladies in town call uh, Coach Witten the silver Fox because he's got gray hair. That's not why I call him that. Because he's attractive. Part-time Justin called him that. Oh, that's right. From, from, from the, the Kid, Kid Craddock show. show. Um, but the silver Fox, I was curious as to how he was reacting to all of this this game. So I wanted to see, you know, what he was gonna say in the in the on the radio so your mom's Um, turning into a sports fan oh i'd go to another uh, game they were fun it was fun well they're playing uh, you want to go right now i always i never 
was a sports fan either. And, like, I always enjoyed going to those Laker games. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed the hockey games, even though I didn't really care for sports or hockey. We know why you enjoyed, because, in fact, it was I mentioned it uh, during the game the other night. The big cookies. The big cookies. We always bought you guys a big cookie. That was a huge... That was more of a tradition, too. Yeah, and I asked your mom, I said, do you want a big cookie? And she's like, no. I said, <laughs> well, we always got a big cookie when the kids came, you know. I know, but well, one, one so, cookie was big enough for everybody. Right. You, uh, you you called me that night, and you tell me, and then immediately you said the big cookie, and immediately I was like, oh, my God, I have to go to a Lakers game. And I was so mad because all of a sudden I was like, shit, got the diabetes now. I oh, can't yeah, yeah. eat the big cookie anymore. Well, they might have a big diabetic cookie, maybe. You could have a. I could. You could, I could have a small piece of a big cookie. I could take the big cookie. I would buy the big cookie, and then I would be able to eat like a sixteenth of it every other day. Well, that's okay. You can eventually eat the big cookie. I'll it, <laughs> take a bit, but yeah, good. <laughs> gotta look at. You gotta look at things. Uh, you know, the glass half full, not the glass half empty. I uh, I realized that uh, I can definitely eat. Uh, dark chocolate in moderation, so that's super cool. That's good. Your mom likes dark chocolate. I yeah, love dark good. chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Yeah, me too. Pistachios is a pretty good snack. I've been eating a lot of beef sticks and cheese. A protein. Yeah. A lot of protein, and I've been farting up a storm. <laughs> Imagine your system yeah. will eventually get used to that. So maybe. I mean, yeah, lots of lots of lots of lots of protein. Um. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm glad you guys had fun at the Lakers game. It was fun. I uh, I don't know why. I don't know why that reminded me. But yesterday I was on Google Earth and I was just like going around Sault Ste. Marie, and I, I remember seeing the uh, the the uh, L- what? It's not LSA, the Norris Center, yeah. and they had the I could the I remember seeing like what was it a bell and like an anchor and shit. Yep. And then uh, I remember. Did you? I forgot all about this. You know, Rada at Project Playground, there's like a there's like a stone heart. Is there? It's like a it's like a it's like a flower bed. It's huge and like it's a stone brick heart. And like right. I completely forgot oh, about that. Okay. And oh, I right. saw that on Google Earth and I was just like, Wow, that's weird. That's yeah. a blast from the past. All of this like the North Center, going to the hockey games. Oh, man, I don't know. It's it's all Stuff I used to do as a kid, you know? Sure. Yep. I think we still yeah. have that hockey stick you won. Oh, yeah. It's uh, right above my it's door. Above the door in this <laughs> it's probably, there's a little Santa hat on top of it, and there's like a bunch, it's like dusty. You guys could probably dismount it and like clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if they have like a Laker museum or something we could donate it to. I don't know probably sell it there might be a some famous lakers on there now i don't know what year that was oh there was a famous couple of guys that year but i don't remember their names there was a jeff somebody jeff jacitis yeah i think that guy goaltender but there was a couple of famous guys that well big shots i don't want to call them Mm -hmm. famous guys anything else there brandon did we lose brandon I think we lost him. I don't hear his little... Oh, yeah, we got disconnected here. I don't know why that happened. Why did we get disconnected? I don't know. Do you want to um, 
take a break? You know, let me take a break. You want to see if we can get a hold of him again? Or Yeah. All right, let me play one of these uh, snappy commercials here, and then we'll uh, see what we can do here on San Angelo Time. Did you hear? Influencer extravaganza. Do you want to meet your favorite influencer? Well, now's your time. Come on over to the big old plaza downtown, and you can come on over and to the big old plaza downtown. We got influencers, over-sexualized 12-year-olds, young white guys on the internet that have an opinion on everything, your favorite makeup tutorial girl. We will even be hosting the canceled influencers that were having communications with underage girls. Oh, baby boy, better get down to the plaza downtown and remember the Electro Poppy concert? Go down there. That, that's where this is, and you can meet your favorite influencers. Sewer dates are going to be released, dropped soon. See a better, better look, better look out for it. Bonus, we got Electro Poppy. Better come on down soon. Boy, those San Angelos sure do have some strange investors. Why do they have such weird commercials? Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time. I don't know. Why do we have such weird commercials? We get Brandon back here? Yeah, I'm back. I, 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 <laughs> that was our fault. Our internet dropped there, so. Uh, it's, it's all good. We weren't kicking you off the show. Not yet. No, I was in the middle of uh, changing over my laundry anyway. Oh, I've been uh, washing my sheets. Oh. Well, that's good. That's good. You got to wash them every uh, so often. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm glad you got clean sheets. Anything else you want to add to the big show there, buddy? Well, um, for the update, yeah, I've been, um, it's uh, getting diagnosed with diabetes has been challenging, but inspiring. I'm doing really well now. I'm not sure what's in it for me in the future, but whatever happens, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I got very luck, lucky, and I can thank so many people. I can thank my family for being so supportive and so caring, and I can thank the hospital over at Cheyenne Regional, their staff, for inspiring me to change up my life. Um, you know, um, I I can't even begin to explain how fortunate and lucky I've been, and that's not something you'd usually hear by getting diagnosed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, uh, with that, I I ain't got nothing else. <laughs> All right. Well, we can let you go if you got your laundry to do and other stuff. So we just wanted to get an update from you on on uh, how things were going and, you know. On diabetes. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's give it up one more time for uh, for, yeah. B, for, for B-Dog here. Where's the – there we go. B-Dog here. Being on the big show. The box Eastway Johnson, Boastful Ghost, the Ungrateful Hornet. The Ungrateful Hornet? Yeah, or Disgusting Hornet, or Liquid Slime Torso, Baga Productions, um, anyone else? Uh, Cyphrin. You got so many irons um, in the fire, it's unbelievable. I am Baga. I don't know where any of these names come from. I I got I have so many different, you know, one day I'm going to make a, a, a YouTube show that's all of them. Oh, speaking of uh, YouTube videos, did you see the one that your mom sent you? Is it the SNL? Yeah, the SNL one, the guy that was making the uh, homemade videos. Did you, I said to go up to 222, did you listen to that or watch it, I mean? 
Uh oh, did we drop him? I yeah, think we, we dropped, dropped well, him. Again. We dropped the internet, so I'm just cool. We'll well, hopefully he'll watch it because right. we it was that the, what's that guy's name? Oscar. Oscar De La Hoya. I don't know. No, I Oscar don't know. Wilde. Whoever he was, he was he's one of the Marvel universe now. Yeah. Um, and he hosted SNL. Oh, right. And there, part of his monologue showed uh like a, a video he used to he did when he was a child right he was making like his own homemade videos very similar to brandon's and it was exactly like brandon yeah they were exactly like brandon so pretty when i watched that i was like oh my god that's my son right there mm-hmm. even when he licked the oh i shouldn't say yeah right because some people might not have watched it, but yeah, go ahead and, and uh, Google the SNL monologue. From last night, yeah. It's pretty good. So, uh, um, should we go, speaking of SNL, should we just go into this right now? Yeah. Look at my baby! Like, Sounds get this good. Crazy what if I would have said no? Too late. <laughs> Notice, but lately I've been drifting aimlessly. And now it's time for What Are We Watching? Besides Saturday Night Live, which, well, you watched last night. Well, I don't, I didn't even know who the, ho- the host was until I woke up, like, towards the end of it, so. I thought it, what I watched of it, because I fell asleep for some of it, but what I watched of it, it was a pretty decent episode. Yeah, well, so I'll have to go back and why they always have those uh, recaps on, on YouTube. We can go back and watch that. But uh, the other thing that I guess we've been watching is... Um, uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Thank goodness that came back. The Next week's going to be the last two episodes, I think. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I think that I think there's only eight episodes this season. And well, the first two were they were just okay, but then the second two were pretty good. But these two were very yeah, it's funny, ramping up to something here. So, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, we also started watching uh, the new season of uh, Star Trek Picard. Which just came out. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good episode. Uh-huh. Bringing back Q. Um, and Guinan was on that episode. Yep, Guinan was on that episode, so that'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. They're putting those out once a week, one episode a week, so that's kind of... I like that they're doing that, so... I know. It reminds me more of being a kid instead of mm-hmm. just, like, just watching episode after episode. Well, the nice thing is that once the episode comes out, you can watch it whenever. You don't have to watch it, like, it. Eight o'clock on Friday or something like that. You can right. you can't watch it on Friday. You can watch it Saturday in the morning or whatever. So after it comes out, uh, see what else we've been watching. We've been watching uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, anything else? We I don't think there's anything else that we started watching. No, I mean we haven't really been watching anything regularly. Yeah, it's I've been, been falling asleep in front of the TV a lot. Well, you and me both. Oh my gosh. I don't even, like, I fell asleep for the Q yeah. visit on Picard. Yeah, you'll have to rewatch that. So Yeah. But, uh, that was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so we've it's just, I don't know. It's just been, there's not been a, a ton. I know that uh, the final seven episodes of Ozark coming out now at the end of April, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll finally see what happens with uh, the birds. and Yeah. 
Oh, I was watching this uh, YouTube video. Like, you know, you can watch a lot of interesting things. I like YouTube. And there was this video about um, Ozark and, and um, like, behind the scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they were talking to um, the actress that plays Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of her name. Yeah. I know her name. Julia. Gardner. Garner. Garner. Something like that. Um, and she's married to that guy from Foster the People. Right. Anyway, so they were talking to her kind of behind the scenes and... Um, they showed that scene where she is like losing her crap at Wendy. Right. You're going to have to like, she's screaming, bleeping, kill me. I don't like to say that. You're going to have to kill me. And like, she was just losing it and mm-hmm. screaming. And um, when that scene got over, like the, actress who played Ruth she was kind of smiling and she was like yeah she goes it can get pretty crazy on the set and she's like um she's like yeah and as soon as that scene was done I had to go hug her because (laughs) I couldn't just leave leave it it at that that. right yeah well I would imagine it's probably because those people are you know they're actors and they probably get close and everything then all of a sudden they turn around and hate each other you know so that's got to be not the easiest thing to do. So yeah, she seems uh, Ju- Julia Garner. Is that? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, she seems like a nice kid. Yeah. No, she's a woman, nice young woman. Sorry. Right. Um, but yeah. So we've been kind of even boring about what we've been watching because we both have been falling asleep in front of the TV. Right. So, yeah, not a lot. I mean, I really haven't been watching a ton. So, you want to uh, pass on to the next segment? You want to go on to? The, I don't. I don't know what this is called. Is this chit chat? Is this what is chit chat? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like that music too. Is this gonna be my show prep stuff that we're gonna do here? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's see. I got a couple of them here. Uh, speaking of stuff to watch, this might be fun. One of the things that we've all been doing, you and me, and I think Brandon, and I know Holly's been doing it, we've been playing Wordle. Oh, I forgot to do my Wordle today. I haven't finished. Did I finish it? Did I finish you have it? to remind me when we get off the air. I can't remember. Did I finish it? Let me see. Did I finish it today? Sometimes I skip Wordle. and I. Oh, I did, I did finish it today. And I get upset. I'm like, ah, I forgot to do Wordle. Um, so um, if Wordle's getting old for you, Netflix is launching a, your new obsession on April 1st. Yeah. A daily interactive trivia series called Trivia Quest. Okay, I like trivia. Each episode features 24 questions, 12 standard and 12 hard. Categories are science, history, entertainment, sports, art, and geography. Oh, okay. I already know I'm going to lose. It's not as unforgiving as Wordle because you can replay. It's it's not quite as unforgiving as Wordle because you can replay the quizzes in order to get the right answers and accumulate points. So. Ah, gotcha. So that's something to look forward to on April I, uh, 1st. I saw the other day, if you like Wordle and you're a Weezer fan, mm-hmm. they've got, is it Weasel? I think Weasel? they call it Weasel. Oh, okay. And so you can play that. But I also saw that there's a bunch of other people jumping on that bandwagon. Sure. Yeah, might as well. Making their own Wordles. Uh, speaking of things to watch, Rolling Stone Magazine. Are you a fan of Rolling Stone Magazine? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really. They're a bunch of uh, uh, 
snooty, you know, they think they pretentious. are pretentious uh, journalists that think their poop don't stink. And I think that's kind of the way they were putting it, like, in that movie. Yeah. Like, from the, what, 70s? Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie wasn't made in the 70s, but it was about the 70s. Uh, they just came out with a uh, list of the 100 greatest movies of the 80s. Okay. Now, you're an 80s gal. Yeah. Uh, what would be, uh, of all the movies that came out in the 80s, What's give me your top five. Well, you know. I will bet you your top five, none of them are in the top ten. I can't even really do that. Um, so I liked that movie less than zero. Okay. With um, Robert Downey Jr., um, mm-hmm. What was that girl's name? Jane, Jamie Gertz or Janie Gertz. Um, Andrew McCarthy was in it. I liked that movie. Um, apparently it wasn't like one of the bigger hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know, like some of that like famous 80s stuff, like St. Elmo's Fire. Um, eh, I don't know. Was Top Gun in the 80s? Uh, yeah. I've never even seen Top Gun. <laughs> Well, that obviously isn't in your top five. But um, I like comedies. Well, I mean, so would you pick like uh, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles? Well, I watched um, Breakfast Club. Well, Breakfast Club isn't one of my favorites. It, it's Club. it's okay. Um, Pretty in Pink, uh, I never even saw until a few years ago, and I enjoyed it very much. Sixteen Candles is cute. What about Back to the Future? I loved Back to the Future. Okay, you would think that that would maybe be that's a big movie from the eighties. Top ten. Yeah, that was excellently written. Number sixty-five on this list. Oh, really? That's funny. How about uh, Ghostbusters? Mm, I liked it. Okay, it was number great. seventy-three. Yeah, I didn't think it was a big Caddyshack. Caddyshack was funny. Number sixty-nine on this list. Hmm. Um. Okay, so I'll give you the top ten. Okay. Uh, number ten, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Meh, it was okay. Number nine, and you could just say, "Have I se- you seen this or not?" Okay. The Thin Blue Line. I did not watch that one. Number eight, Stranger Than Paradise. I don't even think I ever heard of that. Number seven, Blade Runner. I heard of it. I did not see it. Number six, Shoah, S-H-O-A-H. Never heard of it. Number five, Ran. Who was in that one? Don't know. And I No, I didn't. Now, number four, maybe you've seen this one, Blue Velvet. I don't think so. Number three, Raging Bull. Oh, I remember the Isn't hype Robert, on that one. Robert De Niro? Wasn't it Mickey Rourke? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but I did not see it. Okay, that's number three. Number two, Videodrome. No, didn't see it. Number one movie. Now, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Spike Lee film, Do the Right Thing. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that one, but I do remember, you know, all the all the hoopla for that one. I probably would watch that. Um, in the top 20 uh, of this list, number 15, one of my favorite all-time movies. Can you think of it? Die Hard. Very good. Nice job. <laughs> Way to go. 
It's die either, Hard. It's either Die Hard or Pulp Fiction. So well, Pulp Fiction was ninety. So uh, Die Hard was number fifteen. The Shining. Number 16. I thought that was creepy and not very good. I didn't like it. Here's a great movie you probably saw and enjoyed. Number 17, Raising Arizona. That was cute. That was cute. Number 18, Say Anything. Um, I've never watched that all the way through, but I do really like John Cusack. Um, okay, so E.T.? Oh, I love E.T. Number 27. I've seen that movie several times. Terminator? Um, I like the Terminator. 28. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, gosh. I've seen that a million that times. Movie not, should that, that movie be in the top 10? That's such a funny Number movie. Number 32. But you know what? They're saying um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like they put a they put a disclaimer on it now. This movie was made in the 80s. We don't exactly appreciate what it says now. Big? Oh, cutest movie ever. 56. In the top 100. That's a cute movie. Is that not the most pretentious list of movies you've ever it's heard of? It's not only reter- re- pretentious. It's like, it's ridiculous. Like, I've never heard of those movies. Heathers was a good movie. 76. I, I never saw the Heathers until probably five years ago. Airplane, one of the funniest movies ever I've made. I've seen Airplane. Number 92. Let's see, like, Don't Call Me Shirley or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop remember. Calling Me Shirley, yeah. And Leon's getting larger. Um, Wasn't yeah. O.J. Simpson in that? Um, no, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think O.J. was in the movie. I don't think. Maybe. Uh, he was in a different series of movies, and I think, I can't remember what that was called, so, but yeah. Some Naked Gun or something? Maybe Naked Gun. It might have been Naked Gun that he was in. So anyway, um, yeah, so there was that. A um, couple other things that I came across here on... Show prep. Okay, so let's uh, talk about this one first. Now, you and I just uh, went on a, a trip to New Orleans. We had you last week um, expounded your love of the TSA and how much you <laughs> love going through all the. Have uh, we got any hate emails from that? I don't know, but I haven't seen any government trucks pull up by the house, which has been good. So, um, got to look. This I don't know. This could never happen in the states, but this took place in Brazil. Check this out. A mom in Brazil woke up uh, last Saturday, 5.30 in the morning, and her nine-year-old son, Emmanuel, was still sleeping in bed. But when she checked him again at 7.30, he was gone. Hmm. She freaked out. He wasn't kidnapped, so don't worry about that. She called the cops. They started looking for him, but they couldn't find him because he was already more than 1,000 miles away. What? Turned out, he snuck out of the house, made his way to the nearby airport, boarded a flight without being noticed, and flew to another city in Brazil almost 1,700 miles away. Without a ticket or anything? I mean, obviously people should be checking his ID or... His mom was panicked all day until an employee of the airline called about 10 o'clock that night to let her know that Emmanuel was fine. Turned out he wanted to visit some family members who lived across the country and he'd been planning it. Wow. He'd even Googled the phrase, how to get on an airplane unnoticed. (laughs) Authorities are still trying to figure out how he managed it. Huh. The airline flew him back to the airport. He flew out of the next day, so he's back home now, but... He's in trouble. <laughs> in a whole lot of trouble with his mom, so... I, you could never do that in the States. I don't even, I don't understand how that could happen. Well, it's Brazil, so they might have... Di- they, maybe they don't have... Their TSA is not as 
rigorous or whatever. So I mean, to still be able to get on a plane with well, maybe a he ticket. snuck in as the parent, you know, like next to a parent or whatever, you know, an adult um, or whatever. If he's a little kid, you know, he might have gone unnoticed and maybe there was an empty seat somewhere. That's where he sat. Or they used to have stowaways, like people could jump on a right. train or something. Okay, here's the last one. Um, okay. Um, this is a good way to land yourself in the doghouse for about a decade, by the way. Okay. A woman who's been trying to get pregnant went on Reddit to vent about her very dumb suggestion her husband came up with. Now, she's 34, he's 37. They've been struggling to conceive. Mm-hmm. Her younger sister, who's 30, recently offered to be their surrogate and carry the baby for them. Okay. But then the husband started looking into how much the whole you know, in vitro fertilization thing would cost. Uh-oh, I see it coming. He suggested he just get her sister pregnant the old-fashioned way. Oh, my God. He says he wants to have sex with her and doesn't get why it's a big deal. Oh, my God. But his wife is not into it and won't even ask her sister if she's willing. She says her sister would freak out. Yeah, hello. Her husband got angry when she said no. And claims it's just because he wants to have kids so bad. Yeah, right. Whatever. So now she doesn't know what to do. Divorce? People online think she should get a divorce. Others say skip in, skipping in, fetor, in vitro fertilization isn't that crazy, but think they should go the whole turkey baster route. I don't even know what that is. So how... the, the turkey baster, like... You, you like know, you put the stuff in there and you just stick it up in there and squeeze. Basically, that's Does that not, work. That's not really what they do. Couldn't they just like, like, like what we do with Ralph with his, you know, instead of like having a needle on a thing, can't you just do like a plunger thing or something like that up in well, there? You have to have like a doctor. Why? I mean, could you just do that that way? Wouldn't, wouldn't that just work? Is I mean, that's just like put the stuff in there and then put the thing and go squirt. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just asking. I'm not a medical professional. I'm just asking. I guess. Wouldn't it that would, work? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> such, a, such a guy thing. Well, I mean, I could see. I mean, I imagine in vitro fertilization is very expensive. Hey, boinking your sister doesn't cost me anything, you know? And, uh... You better be quiet. You're going to get in trouble. Me? I'm not trying to have any kids. I'm talking about this guy. <laughs> this is where his mind is. Yeah. And you don't even have a sister. so what are we... well, That's true. We're not trying to have kids. We're way beyond that. I know. We don't even have any grandkids yet. My God. All right. So that's all I got for uh, for uh, show prep there. Yeah. So uh, this week, um, I'm going to be going out. With my concert boys now. I got some concert boys. Yeah, woohoo. Yeah. So I'm going down to see uh, Tool on Tuesday. With Roger and... Roger and Gleason. Gleason. Yep. So they uh, they go to concerts all the time together, and I got invited to go with them to go see Tool, so... And their wives, uh, not big uh, heavy metal fans. I don't know. I know Roger's wife. I don't... Do you know Gleason's wife? Is she... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know her well, but I remember when the kids were at Washington School. Mm-hmm. She was a teacher there. We've had many conversations. we got a whole itinerary. Really? Oh, yeah. we got a whole itinerary. Like, I'm getting picked up at the radio station at 8 Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. So don't be late. Be done with your shit. Yeah. I'd be, well, I'm going to have to work late tomorrow to make sure I get all my shit done. So, um, but see, I was... 
Roger gave me this whole whole spiel here and everything. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like Um I don't know. He just said I had to make sure that I was uh we're gonna get down there. Uh for the new guy, we'll leave in the morning checking in by two ish. From there, pre game starts beginning with late early lunch dinner that aunt whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Gleason. I know Roger doesn't drink. I know Roger doesn't drink. So. But he doesn't mind if others do. Like He oh, actually, I think, finds it humorous. I think he enjoys what other people drink because he gets to make fun of them. So. I think I think he does enjoy what other mm-hmm. people drink. So. But uh, just uh, remember, you got to work, you know. I don't have to work the next day. I got to work the day. No, after but that, you so. got to go back. You, how would you feel being the new guy and like making them pull over every 30, 40 miles or so so you can throw up. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to drink that much. Don't worry about it. Hey, we we talked about the New Orleans trip. I know. I've learned, I learned my lesson after the New Orleans trip. So I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be fine. So so yeah, so that's, that's going on. And you got a dinner date on uh, that night too. A Tuesday night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you're throwing a party, I think, at the house later on that night. So. No, I don't think so. I'm too old for you're that. A cat party? You and the cats? Well, that one cat just clawed my leg again. <coughs> so, yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, and after that, I don't really have much of anything else, so I don't have any gigs coming up or anything, which is kind of nice. So, Well, we can talk about your concert next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, anything else you want to add? I okay, got nothing. Look at that. We're finally, like, st- Ending on time. We're ending at 60 minutes? That's pretty crazy. Okay. Well, we can do that. We never do that. We never do, no. But it was a nice show. It was nice to have Brandon on. Yeah, it was good to get an update on him. And I don't think he's there. really been into the podcast lately, but he's got an excuse or two. Yeah, he's got he's things busy. on his, He's got things going on, and he's got to be taking care of those. So Important things, his career and his health, so... So we'll try to uh, be a little bit more uh, um, regular. Dependable. On, on the old podcast here. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday. We're sorry to see you go. Why don't you join us again next week? We post in Angelo time every single Sunday. We sure do hope we can see you again. Thanks for listening to San Angelo time.